You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Beekeeping for Newbies. This is going to be the Bee Buzz episode two. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I do appreciate you, and as always, feel free to reach out, Jeff, at beekeepingfornewbies.com. All right, folks, so today I got a bunch of little things we're going to go through and uh, see if we can have a little bit of fun. First thing I want to mention is I'm going to be putting together a video about the double divided nukes. Um, as soon as I get my act together, I've got a couple of deliveries for some hardware for the, the farm, if you will. I've got to receive those and get that squared away first before I can do a whole lot of anything else. Kind of a long story. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but that video will be coming here as soon as I can possibly get that done. And hopefully that will help better describe you know, what that setup looks like, how I built mine, and give you some ideas for how you can build your own. One thing I wanted to touch on today, and this kind of goes back to when I was doing some research on laws, ordinances, things that you might want to keep in mind as you are thinking about being a beekeeper in the suburban kind of setting. I'm bringing this up because a lot of people are very private. You know, they, they enjoy their peace and quiet. They want to be left alone. Uh, I think particularly people who are in rural settings where they may have 8 or 10 or 20 acres, they're trying to do some beekeeping and mind their own business, and they don't want anybody kind of messing with them. And, I, and I'm bringing this up for people who really appreciate their privacy and don't want to allow any opening or possible entry for somebody to come in and invade their privacy. I'm just going to kind of read a couple of things. This is specific to Virginia. I'm also going to read one for North Carolina. Like Again, I'm bringing this to your attention just so that you're aware of it, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it here at the end. So in Virginia... It's called the, the Right of Entry for Inspection and Enforcement. It's, this is going to be in the code 3.2-4409. The commissioner may enter any private or public premises during business hours except private dwellings. The commissioner shall have access to all apiaries and other places where bees, combs, beekeeping equipment, and appliances may be kept. 
So as an example, you're at your house, you have a shed, small garden area, a couple of vehicles, and then you have your home. So theoretically, the commissioner of agriculture or his or her representative can come to your home. They can go through everything around, your cars, your trucks, your sheds, your storage buildings, your bees. They just can't come in the house. So again, do I think that there are a whole lot of instances where this is taking place or where this you know power is being abused? I don't think so. I really think if you looked at the, the history in any state, really, I don't think that, that you know abuse of power by the commissioner of agriculture is a pervasive thing. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm relatively certain that it's not a big issue. But it's one of those things where, again, if you're a private person and you don't want to open that door up in any way, shape, or form to a government entity or someone of authority, I just wanted to make you aware of that. Now, there's a couple more things I wanted to go through as well. Same Virginia Code 3.24405, entry permit required to bring bees and used bee equipment into the Commonwealth. No person shall bring any bees on combs, empty used combs, used hives, or other used apiary appliances into the Commonwealth without first receiving an entry permit to do so from the state apiarist. Entry permits shall be issued only upon receipt of satisfactory proof that the bees and other items are free from bee diseases. Specifically identifiable colonies must be brought into the Commonwealth within 60 days of the issuance of the entry permit. Bees brought into the Commonwealth shall be subject to inspection at any time. Okay, so that last statement, that's a gimme, right? We already discussed about how things are allowed to be inspected any time. I get it. The first section that I read, that first paragraph, I mean, I've ordered bees online for years. Uh, I, don't, I haven't done it in a few years, but definitely in those earlier years as I was kind of ramping things up, I did it all the time. I never got any inspections. I, you know, obviously ignorance is no excuse for the law. The responsibility is on me to do that research. I never did that research in the past. I mean, I, I guess theoretically somebody could have came and given me a hard time about it. But again, I want to make you aware of this. You definitely need to do this research on your end wherever you live to make sure that you're not breaking the law. And again, I don't think there's a lot of agricultural people running around arresting new beekeepers because they're trying to keep a couple colonies in their backyard. But just try to make yourself aware. Do your due diligence so that you don't put yourself in a situation where you could potentially get into some trouble. But just so you are aware, Section 3.2.44.14, violation of chapter, any person violating any of the provisions of this chapter or any order or regulation issued hereunder or interfering in any way with the commissioner in the discharge of his duties is guilty of a Class 1 misdemeanor. So, uh, you know, clearly they don't play around. Now, I'm not a legal expert on a class one versus a class seven. I can't tell you the difference between them, but it looks like they can get you. Now, it's a little more interesting in North Carolina. A lot of the regular rules are probably going to be close to the same as you go state to state. But North Carolina is kind of fun here. So they, they talk about inspections and other things, but here's the one that I like. This is going to be uh, section 106-644 penalties. If anyone shall attempt to prevent inspection as provided in this article or shall otherwise interfere with the commissioner of agriculture or any of his agents while engaging in the performance of his duties under the article or shall violate any provisions of this article or any regulation of the board of agriculture adopted pursuant to this article, here's where it starts to get good. He shall be guilty of a class three misdemeanor. Each day's violation shall constitute a separate offense. Next paragraph, the commissioner may assess a civil penalty of not more than $10,000 against a person who violates this article or a rule adopted to implement this article. 
In determining the amount of penalty, the commissioner shall consider the degree and extent of harm caused by the violation. No civil penalty may be assessed under this section unless the person has been given the opportunity for a hearing pursuant to the administrative code, blah, 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 blah. If not paid within 30 days after the effective date of a final decision by the commissioner, the penalty may be collected by any lawful means for the collection of debt. In other words, seizure of your assets, closing of your bank accounts, lien against your property, any of those kind of things. So, again, do I think there are a whole lot of people who are being harassed by the Commissioner of Agriculture in North Carolina? Probably not. Do they take it seriously? It kind of it kind of sounds like they do. I mean, I'm not sure how much I want to be involved in an activity where if I disagree with the inspecting authority that I can be charged 10000 or assessed $10,000 a day for my disobedience. But again, it's just worth knowing all these things are out there. So you can kind of choose your battles wisely if the commissioner or one of their representatives showed up and you kind of wanted to pick an argument with them. Yeah, you might want to kind of know the rules up front because they can maybe lay the smack down on you. Just pay attention. Know the rules, know the laws, keep yourself out of trouble. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about is um, the Beltsville Research Group. So this is an entity under USDA. So, you know, U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um, they're based in Beltsville, Maryland. And what they do is if you, for some reason, have a colony that completely dies and something catastrophic has happened or you see something that is that just looks really bad or unhealthy, you can actually send bees. You can cut sections of comb out and send it to them. They have a list on their website of some general instructions and how to send samples and what is acceptable, what's not acceptable. What I would recommend is, you know, work with your, your local people, right? If you have people and resources local to you, like a local uh, representative of the you know, Department of Agriculture who can give you a hand and, and give their feedback and their two cents, I definitely recommend engaging them for things, particularly around illness and disease. I know in Virginia they have representatives that are kind of broken down regionally. So we have like a regional apiarist who works under the Department of Agriculture for the state. So you can find those resources online and track down who those people are to, to engage them directly. But this is a great resource. It's available to you. So if you're not sure what happened or why it happened, you know, you can get these samples sent to them and they can give you some results. There is an email address on here of somebody you can email. It's Samuel, S-A-M-U-E-L dot uh, Aban, A-B-B-A-N at USDA dot gov. But if you just go to USDA, just just Google Bee Research Laboratory, Beltsville, Maryland. If you search for that, you should be able to track them down. It's got all the instructions and the information, and it's a pretty good resource that, that you can take advantage of. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope that you're enjoying the show and are finding the information to be useful and valuable. In order to help keep the lights on, we do need to take a quick commercial break. Thank you so very much for hanging in there, and I appreciate you. We will be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
All right, everyone, welcome back, and thank you for staying with us today. As always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments. I always enjoy hearing about your experiences, answering questions, and learning more about the challenges you're facing in different parts of the world. So please keep them coming. It's Jeff at beekeepingfornewbies.com. Now let's get back to the show on the Beekeeping for Newbies radio network. Okay, that's not a real thing, but I'm trying to make it sound more official, so just play along, all right? Thanks a lot. Oh, I've got another note here from the previous episode. I think I had commented this is going to be on the first inspections after overwintering episode. I forgot to mention something, and it's I've said it before in other ways, but I just wanted to reiterate this. When you're doing inspections of any type, whether it's beginning of the year, end of the year, middle of the season, whatever it might be, I tell people all the time, you know, look at frames that are normal and healthy, right? Whether you do, whether you're watching videos online, whether you're looking at images, just regular pictures online of healthy frames of brood, healthy frames of, you know, nectar, pollen, honey, but equally as important going into your own colonies and looking at everything and seeing what's in there. The more you look at normal hives, there's really only, you know, kind of one or two right ways, Right. So if you can learn to identify what's right, you don't have to worry about the 30 or 40 things that can go wrong and knowing what every one of them are. So for now, focus your attention on what looks normal, what should look normal, and then over time you can start to learn, you know, okay, I see something that doesn't look right. Let me go research that. Oh, okay, that's this particular problem. I kind of equate it to like a military uniform. If you look at somebody wearing a uniform you may not know, oh, okay, well, that name tag is supposed to be three-eighths of an inch below the pocket. You may not know what that measurement is. But if one side is three-eighths and one side is a half an inch and you see a big angle to it, you're going to know something's wrong. So, again, it's not trying to be an expert at all things that could go wrong. Just do the best you can to be an expert of what is supposed to be right. Another thing I wanted to talk about is it's a question that comes up all the time, and it's around finding queens. This is something, like, I guess that some people are maybe wired better for it than others. Like, I'm terrible. I just, when I first started beekeeping, it took me forever to get to a point where I could reliably and consistently find queens. Uh, Now it's pretty easy. I don't have a whole lot of trouble. But what I did to kind of help get myself to the point where it became easier, I started going online and looking at images and videos of queen bees. A lot of it was just looking at pictures over and over again. And where I kept getting confused was with drones. Because we know that queens are bigger than the workers. Well, there's a lot of drones in there. I'm like, oh, there she is. And then I'm looking, I'm going, there's another one that looks just like her. <laughs> hey, there's another one that looks just like her. So it's really easy to get confused between them. But it's it's actually really simple. If you, if you start looking at a lot of pictures over and over again, you start to realize, okay, the queen's wings are only going to go about halfway the length of her body. So her entire abdomen is extending beyond her wings. Whereas your workers and your drones, you'll see wings that are the full length of their body. So that's kind of the dead giveaway. But there's also that abdomen. I mean, the queen's abdomen is really, really long. And you won't see that on the drones. But again, looking at pictures over and over again, I used to do this all the time, just looking at queen bee pictures, queen bee videos. And then you get to a point where you pull a frame up, and usually within a few seconds, you know, five, six seconds, you can pick her out. The last thing I wanted to mention today is uh, kind of a fun video. I saw this video years ago. It's by the Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N, Valley Bee Supply. The title of the video, it's a YouTube video, the title is Finding Wild Honeybees. Now, I was out in my yard the other day, and I don't have my colonies at the house anymore, but I've still got a lot of honeybees around. 
And I keep thinking to myself, like, I wonder if they're related to any of my bees that used to live here. And then I started thinking about swarm traps, which we're going to discuss, you know, pretty soon here on an episode. But I started thinking about maybe trying to trap a swarm here at the house. And, and it just, it reminded me of this video. And what it is, is this gentleman kind of goes out. I don't want to ruin, I'm not going to, you know, spoil it for you, but he goes out into the woods sets up a little thing of some comb with some honey on it, and he starts tracking and, and marking these bees that are coming in to, to drink some, I think it's just sugar syrup maybe, in this comb. And he's tracking how long it takes these bees that he's marked to come back. And then based on the length of time it takes them to return, after they've gone to their colony and said, hey, I found some stuff, you know, tell all your friends, you know, that kind of thing, he starts tracking how long it takes them to get back. And then from there, he does some direction finding, and he actually is able to go and, and find the colony where they are in the woods. So it's kind of a neat video if you're you know into that. I think it's fairly short. I think it's about 15 minutes, but it's really cool. And again, it's Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N, Valley Bee Supply, and the title is Finding Wild Honeybees. All right, folks. Well, that just about does it for the bee buzz today. just want to get a couple of notes out to you and uh, let you know a couple of things that are going on. As always, feel free to hit me up, Jeff, at beekeepingfornewbies.com, and have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.